Hello and welcome to podcast episode number four. This one we're calling Get to the Root. Thank you for joining us again. It's Neil Preston, Amy Preston, and the Eric Nichols over here with the master board. Oh, yeah. So we're going to cover three things that we believe you need. And these are just like, a, you know, a few of the things that you need to actually make a change in your life. And you ever feel like life's just a total merry-go-round? I feel like I need more than three. Oh, yeah? This, mm -hmm. How many do you want? How many ingredients do you want to put in this change-making process? Well, no, I think three is good to start with yeah. for Americans. <laughs> but I, I think I actually would need a lot more than three to make a change. Okay. What, do you need just one? One thing to make a change? Yeah. We sometimes Singular say there's one focus. thing that changes everything. Because <laughs> we do believe that. Yeah. But when it comes to like key components and the idea of root issues... A friend of ours named Fr uh, Fred, no, Craig Johnson, he said uh, to change the fruit in your life, you've got to... Get to the root. Get to the root. Mm -hmm. And can you break that down? What, like, what does that even mean? What is the fruit, if you would? The fruit is the actions or the evidence of what's taking place in your life, maybe? Yeah, the outward stuff, mm -hmm. the actions. And then the root is, is you know, underground. what we're... Underground. So the basic thought here is... Um, if the apple is nasty on the end of the tree, meaning like your your actions or whatever whatever's happening in your life, it's not something that you want to continue to happen. If the apple is nasty, is it the apple's fault that it's nasty? Right. What's the real issue here? Mm -hmm. So we've got to then trace the root issue if we want to make a change. So we're going to hit on three things that will help you do that because sometimes life does feel like it's a merry-go-round. Mm -hmm. And if you're too young to remember what a merry-go-round is, it basically was this metal piece of machinery that you would spin around on and you would hold on to sure for dear life. I'm sure that's the first time I ever life. experienced G-forces. G-force, I'm sure you did. I, did you ever get launched off of a merry-go-round? No, I held on for dear life, but at one point I almost, I think I got drugged by the merry-go-round, but I was not letting go. They took them out of parks and all kinds People of things. People got killed on them and stuff. But <laughs> honestly, I think that our kids, this generation needs to be toughened up. I would definitely put one if I made a park. Oh, my goodness. Last night, what we started watching something called uh, Action Park. Action Park. Or? Yeah, it was in New Jersey. Yeah, it was like this crazy water park slash motor vehicle park where... You ever heard of this, Eric? No, park? no. <laughs> it's really I, cool. You, you got my attention at Motor Vehicle Park. <laughs> yeah. This was on, is it a Netflix show? I can't remember. It's a documentary. It's called Action Park. It's not, there's, the, Eric, we have to put this in the notes because it's a crazy show. And it was like, they built this drop. Okay, wait, put stop, pause. In it. it. It's a water slide. It with originally a loop in was it. a ski resort. And then the owner was like, we need. Okay, at the ski resort, it's extreme sports. You determine how fast you want to go. You're in control of yourself using these skis or snowboard or whatever it was. And he was like, we need this for the summertime where the customer, the individual gets to control the, the speed or how crazy they actually want to go. And so he did a bunch of summer things like these crazy slip and slides that you actually caught air like 20 feet in the air. Yes. I mean, just whack stuff. Like you were jumping on a on a mat and then landing on a downhill of another like aspect. And or people the were Tarzan, very hurt. The Tarzan swing where you just had this tall deck that's like 20 feet high and you just launched yourself into this 
creek. Yeah, and then some people would like continue to hold on because they were too scared, and they'd come back and smack the deck. <laughs> so, oh, that's what it was. They called it Class Action Park. It was originally <laughs> called Cla- Action Park, but they called it Class Action because yeah. cl- many class action lawsuits right. happened because they were pushing the envelope so hard. Where yeah. where does the motor vehicles come into play? So they d- divided in th- several sections. One was like a water section, and I forget mm-hmm. what the third section was, but one was just a motor vehicle. So you would get on like Odysseys and just like rip around. And <laughs> like, people were getting significantly hurt. Like bobsled type um Oh. What is that called that a bobsled's in? They created just a track a, of some sort? Yeah, they created yeah. a track out of PVC pipe. Yeah. They put ball bearings in like this massive ball and then put people in it <laughs> and then rolled it yeah, down. But they didn't take the into account that it was going to be super hot out. So the PVC pipe broke and the guy went all the way down the hill into the freeway that was at the end of the property. <laughs> Rolled across the freeway, <laughs> did not get hit by a car, landed in the swamp, <laughs> and had to bail out. Like broken bones. When they in in the loop, the loop portion of the water slide. Oh yeah, they were just throwing out hundred dollar bills to college students that were working there. Like, hey, just give it a try and let's see what happens. So they put some padding in there so it didn't hurt people too bad, and people were lodging their teeth inside the padding. Yeah. They were pulling teeth out oh. of the padding. <laughs> We should get back on track, but I would definitely get an annual season pass just to go and watch this. That is the place to watch. That is for sure. Interesting. So sometimes life feels like that is Mm -hmm. what we're saying. You're like in this crazy merry-go-round where you're stuck. You want to make a change. You don't know how. Your relationships are sucking. You're, You're... just overall like energy level vigor for life is just not what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And you get to the point where you're like, I'm absolutely done with that. But then technically you don't know how to change. Right. You are stuck. And golly, we've been stuck time and time and time again. And so um, this is this is what this issue or excuse me, this um, this blog is all about. You're checking your phone right now. What's going down? Well, Bradley and Anthony are going to get Anthony a jacket for his interview for the sheriff's department, and they needed a little bit of help matching the jacket with the pants. So so. this is what Amy does. She designs and she works on her phone during... I just need to tell them what color pants to get with this jacket. I'm listening. I'm multitask. It's critical. This is how I work. Hey, so I want to take and just jump right into point numero uno here. So we believe that these are... Again, it's not a, a perfect list, but these are three must-haves if you really want to change, if you really want to change. Mm-hmm. Number one, get desperate. Yeah, because you know why? What's that saying? Um, if, the cha- if the pain of... You're only going to change if the pain of change... Outweighs. Outweighs the pain of staying the same. Is that how yeah, it goes? That's a Henry Cloud quote. Yeah, that's a good one because basically you're saying if it hurts more to stick with what you're doing than to change it, Yep, that's really what's going to motivate you. You're like, I get me, you know, Happy Gilmore, the lady at the convalescent home, get me out of here when she <laughs> jumps on the car. It, that is honestly like pain and misery and that's kind of like the punchline of mm-hmm. what we like to talk about is pain and misery can motivate you to do new things. So getting desperate. What would be good is if we like caught it before it got to that point. Cause yeah. then you wouldn't use all your serotonin up. 
Yeah. Do you feel like that's happened at times mm-hmm. in your life? What is serotonin? In, in I don't know. I read it in a book somewhere. It's like the healthy adrenaline. It's a neurotransmitter. Thank you. Yeah. So and, it, it's and you a need serotonin, it. dopamine, and GABA. Ooh. Explain to get me everyone GABA. about how important serotonin is. Uh, I you just heard the extent of my knowledge on that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like my serotonin levels are really high. <laughs> when you're desperate, you're hungry. Mm-hmm. And when you're really, really hungry, you will do pretty much whatever it takes to get what you need or get what you want. Mm-hmm. Any, I can think of lots of different instances where we've seen things like this. In, in, the, in the book that is coming out very soon called Wayfinder, a lot of what is written in there is about the desperation of change, the the need for change. And um, we cover the character by the name of Donnie who kind of came to the end of, of his uh, rope, if you would, and um, got to a point where the line had to be drawn and he had to determine mm-hmm. what he wanted more, what what it was going to be. And so... Um, he was in a very desperate place. He was in a very volatile place. He what he attempted to take his own life even. That's how miserable he actually was. Mm-hmm. And so that desperation then fueled a change. So anything else you want to cover on desperation? Because I, I feel like you're just like, I'm not trying to be like teacher Neil right now. I'm trying to engage a little convo with you. No, I think I don't have anything to add. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like my mic might be a little hot. But oh, yeah. I don't know if it's just my ears. I'm pretty sure the person talking into the mic is pretty hot. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Good line. Did your buddies teach you that in junior high? Yes. Good. All right. Hit hit the next uh hit the next line here. Point number two. Learn how to dig. Yeah. Learn how to dig. Do you know how to dig? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time. We're up here on the surface, right? And we don't know how to get to the issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> well, it's kind of scary to get to the issues. Sometimes okay. you don't want to to look at those issues because they inflict more pain. Right. So you want to hush those, you want to hide them, you want to get away from them because the pain that you experienced that actually made them a part of your story isn't something you want to relive. Right. So it would be easier just to. Some really nice river rock right on top. Yep. Because issues, they run deep. They run into your family history. They mm-hmm. run into things that people have said to you throughout your life that have mm-hmm. caused you to... Uh, to Believe f- certain narratives. Yeah, about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you, you get stuck um, with, with you know, no ability to actually get to the root of the problem. And, and so with desperation comes this um, important aspect of learning how to dig and when you do dig you end up arriving at this at this buried treasure if you would which is transformation and change but most of the time it seems like people are wanting certain answers but asking the wrong questions so we've got to learn how Mm -hmm. to ask what we say digging questions those digging questions help us to uncover root issues right well if you just look at like plants and how they grow in the dirt, there's so many things that are coming even just from the soil itself 
that as a human, you're like not even thinking about. You don't, I mean, if your plant dies, do you ever go, oh, wow, that had some really bad soil. I mean, I don't go there. I'm like, did I water it too much? Did I water it too little? Like, I'm not thinking about every other aspect that is a part of making sure this plant's growing well, which could be a dog peeing on it, maybe. Or, you know <laughs> dog, what I'm saying? Like, there's dog like. Dog pee kills plants. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not Enough good for the it. paint of your car, so I'm guessing it's probably not good for plants either. But, you we know, there's so many things. Yeah. And what was the problem with that soil out there? It had too much of the, like, n- the nutrients from, like, store-bought soil. It needed just regular good old-fashioned dirt. Yes. So we had to do a 50-50 blend. Yeah, so we mixed it up and mm-hmm. caused it to retain some of the moisture. And right. Yes. So I think... plant-building highway just now. Well, yeah, because uh, originally, I mean, we went and bought all this really good soil, put them in our planters... And then you turn the sprinkler on, or not the sprinkler, the hose on, and or the timer, and you would just hear all the water that's going on top of the plant draining out the bottom equally as fast. Actually, it sounded like it was coming out faster right. than what it was getting poured on top. And so it, the water was just going straight through the soil. Nothing was like being absorbed or kept because that plant's going to be out there in the 100-degree right. heat for another day. Right. You know, dealing with people, people are oftentimes like just they like to live their life solely on the surface and Mm -hmm. we like to put on smiles and we like to you know act as if everything's okay but fake it till you make it mentality right but in reality buried deep under the surface of everyone really if we get very honest Mm -hmm. are issues that direct the actions well really those issues develop you know our thought lives and right and the feelings that we have, and then ultimately the actions that we take. If somebody gets to the point of wanting to no longer live, there are typically some issues that are buried deep within the surface. Mm -hmm. There are things that have happened in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. If somebody gets to the point of just being done with anything, um, it's because there's there's some kind of a a negative reaction that's taking place. And Mm -hmm. one of the primary things that we believe and we've experienced is we've experienced the spirit come into our lives in different ways and awaken or bring about, you know, joy and life and peace and happiness in places that previous to that were absolutely miserable. And mm-hmm. then we've had to learn over time how to like guard and protect, you know, that joy. And right. there's always an assault on that. There's always an assault. So um, deep within ourselves sometimes is where the greatest antagonist can happen And that's where um, learning, if we're really wanting to change, we have to be very desperate for that. We have to learn to ask those digging questions. And then the third thing is that we then have to use that to kind of trace, like we have to trace from our emotions Mm -hmm. through those digging questions to get to those belief systems that are deep within us. Right. So your feelings drive your thoughts, or excuse me, I should say this the, the opposite way around. So you've got feelings and those feelings are driven by thoughts, but those thoughts are ultimately driven by beliefs, mm-hmm. right? And those beliefs are the issues of, of your life that we have to look at because the things that you believe about yourself, whether they're true or not true, no matter what you believe it, even right. if it's a false belief, it's yep. something that you think is true. And mm-hmm. so we have to get deep into those belief systems in order for actual change to take place. Right. How easy is change for Amy? 
Um, Let's be super raw here. Honestly, I feel like I love change. I mean, things that aren't aren't. You like to change. The you just spent minutes changing the decorations. Yeah, like I like I like to change systems. I like to change decor. I like to change what how we spend our time and what fashion. How easy is change? For Amy. Like for me to actually change my life, it's very hard. Why? Because I feel sometimes trapped in what others are saying about me or things that I've believed about myself. So it would be easier just to kind of... I don't want to say ignore it because I feel like that is another aspect that we probably should at some point talk about is like the, is when you're being too hard on yourself, which is taking, you know, the root or the fruit of your life and looking at it. And we all have people that are in our life that are highly negative, that love to point fingers. They love to, to, um, try to point out, I like the term nitpick right now, which yeah, is like nitpicking, yeah. you know, so there's always that going on and whether or not you hear it yourself or somebody calls you and says, you're never going to believe what so-and-so just said about you, you know, there's always that a part of your life. And so I think that change for individuals, internal change comes with a price. So you have to pick what you're going to you have to pick one, the soil, like we were talking about the plants, like what the people and the things that are around you, like how are they helping you grow? Mm-hmm. And if they're not helping you grow and they're actually stripping that nutrient, nutrient you. and the, it's as fast as you're getting filled up, your cup getting filled up, it's getting depleted and emptied out. Um, or someone's just trying to smash your cup so that it can't hold water, whatever it is, I think everyone can relate to the fact that there's an there's always an internal struggle going on that people are trying to keep an inventory of their life and making those course corrections. I think any healthy individual is constantly asking themselves, what course corrections do I need to make in order to have better fruit in my life? I do think that the digging process is something that I think even as if I look in my life, like you dig and then you finally, you get tired of digging because you actually see, wow, there's a lot more here to uncover that I didn't even know. And like we spoke about in our last podcast about the things that shaped us as individuals. I think there's a lot of subconscious things that happen that have shaped us that as you start to dig, you start to see all these things like, Oh, that's why, you know, I, I'm sure of what I think and I'm sure of before I share something with someone, I've actually thought about it. I think you know that best about me. I'm not just like flippant on discussing things. Like I've actually really put some thought into it. But as a little girl, I had people in my life who were like, oh, Amy, yeah, she's just, she's so loud. She's just telling her stories again. No, 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 and and belittled what I had to say. 
One, now as an adult, looking back and watching people do that to my children, those people are just highly jealous of the fact that they're comfortable in their own shoes. And they're not, I wasn't trying to come out as being like some perfect individual. It was just, here's Amy. Here's me, yeah. Yeah, here's me. I don't like wearing shirts and I like sitting in trees next to the Kern River on my papa's property. Okay. Right. Like, (laughs) but some people would love to spend their time tearing people down instead of actually helping them um, cultivate the type of soil that they need in order to thrive. And it's all over social media. People love to comment and, and throw their shade and bring their hate to your posts. Even when your posts are just like encouraging posts, somebody's going to try to bring you down. So I think that as we continue to dig as individuals, we have to be mindful that as we're digging, we're going to come in contact with a lot of other elements than just the false beliefs that we believe about ourselves. Yeah. And there's always going to be someone trying to hold the mirror in front of you saying, look at yourself in the mirror while they're, you know, pointing the fingers. Yep. How easy is it for Amy to change things that she really wants to change? I don't know why you're asking me this question because you've been with me for 20 years. So I think you could probably answer it yourself. I can. But you, but I'm, I'm really wondering, like, is it hard to change or is it easy to change for Amy? Oh, well, I just told you I think it is hard. It's very hard. Yeah. It is very hard. And we get stuck in certain mindsets. We get stuck in certain ruts. And then people, like you're trying to say, want to hold you in that zone. And Mm -hmm. if we're not careful, that's exactly what will happen is people Mm -hmm. will, you'll listen to other voices, you'll listen to other people, and you'll stay stuck in a a place that, that you are not meant to be. Right. You're, you are absolutely meant to soar. You're meant to, you know, grow into who you're called to be. Um, I'm speaking that to us. I'm speaking that to Eric. I'm speaking that to every listener. That's the idea. But everything is working against a real change taking place in somebody's life. Doubts, voices, fears, all of these types of things are working against that. But life is absolutely too short to live miserable. Mm -hmm. It is critical that we make the appropriate changes. And Mm -hmm. most of the time, I honestly, at, I don't I don't feel this way any longer, but for a good portion of my life, I did not feel like I had the power to change. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was stuck in in a, a caged in box and unable to move. Right. And that is not a place that any one of us are meant to be. We've got to break out of the boxes. We've got to move out with with vigor into what our callings are. And that is that. And you is, have to be willing to find somebody that's a little bit farther down the road in the direction that you're wanting to go and say, Hey, I need some help. Like I want to get past this speed bump. I want to get down where you are. And people have done that for you and I. And I think that that, that proof that Donnie came here after he did that is proof that Donnie's not saying Neil and Amy are perfect. And we have all the answers. That was not what he was saying when he showed up, but he was saying, I know that there's people that love God and that love me and are a little bit farther down the road with this particular thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he asked for help. And I mean, you look at 12 step programs. What's the first, 
Yeah, admitting that you're powerless. Right. Yeah. And there's some there's something powerful in that. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I I really felt like we needed to land is that I know in the depth of our conversations how each of us feel at times powerless in and of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that that really is the point that we all have to arrive at is that ultimately there's there has to be a power that that comes from a completely different source. So our hope is that um, you journey with us through this season of podcasts. Um, you allow us to kind of touch on some of these things that you pick up the book Wayfinder because mm-hmm. um, through this book, we kind of document this journey. We hit on some of these subjects and we lead you to uh, what we would say is our our summation of what um, of what we think life is truly about. And mm-hmm. I had told Amy this when I completed um, you know, this portion of this writing, when I finished writing this, this last couple of thoughts, I honestly felt like, okay, if I were to, I know this sounds crazy to say it like this, but if I were to die today, I would feel like I had given something to my children that I would want them to live by. You're talking about the Wayfinder book. I'm talking book. about the thoughts in the Wayfinder book. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that is, they're that critical to me, and we come to some very specific destinations in there. So if you're at a place in your life, um, listener, if you're at a place in your life where you are ready for change, you are sick and tired of what's going on, mm-hmm. you're tired of whatever the circumstance may be, it may be physical, maybe spiritual, maybe emotional, you're going through some highs or lows. Um, number one, we have been there, done that, and we're with you even now. We are going through all kinds of things in our life, but what we are sure of is that we are going to keep moving in a direction of positivity. We're mm-hmm. going to keep moving in a direction of life, and we're not going going to allow misery to hold us back. We're right. not going to allow any people to hold us back either. Right. We're gotta, we've got to find our call and make life count. Straight line of conquest. That's it. And so that's what we're um, here to do. That's what this show is about. And that's what we're wanting to help people do. Is there anything that you would like to add to this thought today before we sign off? I think keeping it simple is key. So we just talked about three different things. First one, Neil. Get desperate. Second one's dig. Dig. Ask digging questions. Mm-hmm. And the third one, let me look. We got to trace the, the, the emotion to get to the root issue. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. Nobody's got a scoreboard and going to keep track of your process while you're doing this. So there's nothing to hide. There's nothing to fear. Worst case scenario is you're going to be brought back to some memories that aren't so pleasant. But I can tell you firsthand that if you can walk yourself through that, there is actual healing on the other side. And also don't be afraid to find safe people because a safe person can let you vent and listen to everything that you need to get out. And then they're not telling you the how to fix your life. Those people don't, they can sometimes steer you in the wrong direction, but a safe person can be that friend that listens and then be that friend that says, okay, so this is what I'm hearing you say. And kind of processing your thoughts with you, not giving you the Loving action answers. steps. Yeah. This is what I'm hearing you say and walking you through those things. And don't be afraid of acknowledging that. I feel like there's such a strong uh, weight on individuals today that being wrong is, you know, despised and the people that are trying to do something um, don't want to fail. And there's a quote. Where did I see that quote? I have no idea which quote you're referring to, young lady. 
Eric, do you remember this quote? I can't remember <laughs> I if I bought quote. a sign and put it at the restaurant, but it was basically like the people that have succeeded have failed more than they've succeeded. And it was this encouragement to, if you want to move in the direction of taking that step of uh, being a better version of yourself, you're going to fail in the process. Just accept it. And once you've accepted that, you have the power to not be afraid and give uh, that power over to that fear. And now you're holding the power and you're saying, no, I am going to fail. I'm going to fail in this process while I'm trying to dig in and ask myself these hard questions. I'm not going to do it 100% right. That's okay. But, but it's, you're moving forward. But we're moving forward and you're falling forward. Yes. And so listeners, be encouraged that one, you're not going to fix this today. Two, don't be afraid of asking somebody that's a little bit farther down the road, not a superficial person who's just going to keep it shallow, but somebody who's not going to be afraid of asking you some hard questions and you're going to have to face some hard facts and they're still going to love you. They're not going to turn around and, and share all those things to the neighborhood. And if you don't have those mm -hmm. kinds of people around you, because many people would say they probably don't. Mm-hmm or don't know how to find them. Mm -hmm. Any one of those things we would love to help you with. Mm -hmm. And if you were to go to our website, neilandamy.com, you can um, just click on the need help button right there and then you could submit that and within 24 hours, somebody will reach out to you and give you, um, give you at least a next step mm -hmm. direction and kind of have an initial conversation and help guide you. So those are the steps that we have to take and um, it is a journey, but we know it's really worth it and that life is absolutely too short to live miserable that absolutely. we're meant to be filled with joy mm -hmm. fun yep you're the sign-off queen like look, look oh yeah you are the sign-off queen you you have many crazy sign-offs that i've seen you do throughout mm -hmm. the days your nanny was her nanny was absolutely wild and she if you walked into the room and you were a kid she would and you didn't acknowledge her Immediately. Immediately. She would say, what? She would say, hey. Because, I mean, she always, her and my pop always had, like, snacks and stuff for us. Like, right when we got there, they had, like, all our favorite treats and um, drinks and everything was out on. It was a really cool kitchen table where the stove was a part of the table. So it was kind of, actually, it's kind of like the um, those things that you go eat, the the Chinese restaurants where you like sit around and the person's cooking. Yeah. So nanny would be cooking and making us all whatever we wanted. Donuts. It didn't matter. Homemade donuts. So if we walked in and we were like mesmerized by the spread of food that cupcakes and brownies and grandma's crazy cake and all this stuff. And, and she saw that we were going over there and not coming to give her a hug first. She was like, Hey, and she like slap, clap her hands all crazy. And she'd be like, I don't get a high, a hug, or a go to hell. And then we'd all like have silver dollar highs and stare at her. She just said hell. <laughs> wow. Made sure. But she only had to say that a few times. And we knew yep. when you get to Nanny and Papa's house, we go give hugs and loves. And then we go to the smorgasbord of yummy, delightful foods. Yep. And then when she would sign off or leave, she would oh, yeah. say. She would say bye-bye for now. Yep. And she would blow her kisses. Yep. That's a thing. So we love you. We're praying for you. We know that life can be hard and life can be fun and life can be full of surprises. Wherever you are in the journey, stay the course. 
it might be tough for a minute for you to dig deep, but there is definite healing and a better version of yourself on the other side. So don't give up. So. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now. (laughs)